Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 206 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. I can finally see you now. It's crazy since March, right? We have been doing this show over the phone, um, and now through the power of technology, we can see each other. We can hear each other. Both of us have microphones for the first time. Our pets' heads are falling off. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, let's see. Thing. I've had this. Was it the is a the blue snowball microphone I've had for maybe four plus years sitting in the closet behind me. It was sitting in my closet for three years. At first, and I was like, oh, wait, Greg, I might need that back. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam and I each bought microphones when we first did this podcast back in 2016. We ended up just using mine, and uh, Sam didn't need his. I kept it in my closet till I just right before I moved. Sam said he needs it back. So then I gave it back to him. It's been in his closet forever, and now we can unleash it. Um, For reasons you don't need to know about, it's been literally impossible to do the pod uh, like the way we're doing it now until tonight. So we've had to do it over the phone for the past six months. And, and it's, it's, it's mostly my fault because I just never owned a webcam in my entire life. I know I remember years ago, CJ gave, CJ gave me one and yeah. for whatever reason it, it didn't work or I don't know if it just might at the time the computer I had was a piece of shit. Yeah. But you know, my, I could see my camera glitchy a little bit, but you guys won't notice. That's okay. This is an audio show. Now, in the future, if we decide to do some fun things we'll continue to talk to you about, it might matter and we might have to figure that out. But that is okay because, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you from a brand new platform, our first time on this platform, and hopefully the new home for this podcast until Sam and I can be in a room together again in hell, maybe even when we can because it might just work better. Who knows? Uh, We need your feedback. But welcome to the era of squawker my friends uh we are coming to you live on the squawker app it is thursday october 8th 8 11 p.m eastern time uh and squawker is an awesome platform that you know we had found out about reached out to the to the people who run it uh inter you know i guess intermingled on the social medias and uh, are now in a beta form with the full trial of squawker where it's like twitch mixed with zoom almost yeah and uh you know we can let people in and chat with us during the episode um we can do this episode now virtually where sam has awesome audio uh and then guess what we can release the video and the audio right away as soon as it's over so uh this is an awesome awesome new platform we'll talk more about you know in the future of letting you guys into the show with us while we're doing it we'd love to be able to celebrate episode 200 since we never really got that opportunity but we'll talk more about that it is just really exciting for us to be able to do a show like this i know that so many other shows have done it like this for years but we didn't we had the luxury of living so close to each other and being in yeah. the same room this is a momentous occasion yeah it really is and i mean without COVID, we probably never would have went this route just because like you said, we're two minutes away. It's like, it's, it's two minutes. I mean, if I was going to drive, you know, 2025 to your old house and it just makes perfect sense to do it here. Yeah, this is, it's insane. And we got a really big show for you to kick off the Squawker era of We Podcast and We Know Things. It is squawker.co. If you're thinking about starting a podcast. Uh, Now we got a lot. We're going to announce our, our next interview, our next bonus episode coming to you in a couple weeks. We're going to announce our, or not announce, we're going to have our picks of the week. We're going to have trivia. It is 12 and a half 
to 12 and a half in a race to 11. Go figure how that one works, but it is win by two. Sam will, oh, I'm sorry, I will start in the movie section. I'll do TV. Sam will take over in gaming where we have impressions of Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Uh, the latest round of Mortal Kombat 11 DLC fighters. Our top three DLC wishes for Mortal Kombat games moving forward. We just had the Smash DLC last week. This week, we're going to do Mortal Kombat DLC, a little bit more bloody, a little bit more gory. So looking forward to that. Sam is a CGC spotlight, which I'm excited if we do the video thing and let people in. You can literally show them the yeah. CGC comic and, on and the I'm gonna I'm going to show you the cover, so you'll, you'll, you'll see what today is. It's so sick, the opportunity. And you won't have like, to wait for the picture in the morning. Yeah, it's it's really cool what we can do on this. And we, we really hope that that you enjoy the new platform. And again, more to come on you joining us and being a part of the show. And hell, guess what? If you got a webcam and a camera, if we're feeling frisky one night, we might let you just join the show. <laughs> Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Thank you to Squawker for letting this happen. But let's jump into the show. Uh, we have our latest bonus episode coming to you we'll be recording it on october 28th so three weeks uh about three weeks from tonight three weeks from yesterday uh and it will be with an up-and-coming awesome band releasing a new lp self-titled on uh 1016 so about what eight days from now so a week from the day you're listening to this um, and that is the band young culture really looking forward to that yeah, and it like like it's awesome to do a podcast. Like, yeah, we've had like some of our favorite bands that we've ever had, but it's also it's it's cool to let the the newcomers shine. You let pe- people that didn't know about the band to you know give them a chance. Yeah, and this band we're really looking forward to having on there. Like I said, they're up, they're up and coming. They're really really good pop punk if you're into it. Um, so yeah, young culture. Look forward to that. Check them out. Their LP is coming out ten sixteen. It is self titled. We got an advanced copy of it from our friends at Big Picture Media. So not only can we prep for the interview view by listening to it, but we can also uh, you know rock out before it even hits the store. So yeah. uh, looking forward to having them on the pod. But Sam, it's that time, my friend. It's our pick of the week, and I'm. I know you. You probably you were sitting on 15 picks of the week, so I'm sure this I still is have five. So yeah, we're still. I, rocking. I literally have nothing. So I, I I was waiting as long as I possibly could to to say this. So you might know it's coming because I waited as long as I could. But my pick of the week is Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, the remaster. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we just got Crash Four, so that's kind of the new game I'm on now. So Tony Hawk's kind of getting pushed off to the side a little bit. But Vicarious Visions, I think, and Activision, they delivered. Um, I know it sold over a million copies in its first, what, two weeks, I believe? Uh, I think it was even quicker than that, yeah. The second it's, the fastest, it's the fastest selling Tony Hawk game in the history of the franchise. Okay, or fastest have, to a million. Okay, okay, and I have the second biggest launch of the franchise overall. That was yeah. a stat that I found. But again, it was, I, I thought it was. it looked beautiful. It brought back so many memories, even, even to your basement or – was it your living room? I forget where we used to play it. I know my N64 to... was up in my room. Was it your room? Yeah, my N64 was up in my room. You didn't have it for PlayStation? I never had a PlayStation. I never owned a PlayStation 1. My PlayStation 2, maybe, actually, because we played. you can play PS1. On that. Yeah. that was in my basement. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Go. That's, PS2 was in my basement. I don't, Absolutely. I, I don't remember playing Tony Hawk for N64. I was always, even though I had a 64, I had yeah. it for PlayStation. I had one for 64 and two for PlayStation. Matter of fact, I still have my place, my PlayStation one copy of THPS two. I don't know. My N64 version of one is long gone. I would say, Hey, you got the first one. I got the second one, baby. Yeah. I, I have Tony Hawk two on PlayStation and N64, 
Um, I just, I've been looking for a cheap copy of THPS one just to have, but yeah, the remastered me like the more time that has passed, the less impressed I've been with it. It's, it's out on my top three for the year. Um, and skater XL has, has passed is definitively passed it as a more enjoyable experience. And I'm not going to lie, like going through it the first time was incredible. It was nostalgia. It's it's, it's nostalgia. And that's, that's what, that's what it is. But the fact is in the old game, you had to beat with everybody to unlock their tape. And in this game, you only have to beat it once. And then it's just get the stat points to get their tape unlocked, their video unlocked. And the stat points, if you're a street guy, all the stat points are in the same spot. If you're a vert guy, all are in the same spot. Okay. If every skater had stat points in different places, well, then maybe it's a little bit better. Um, and there's a little bit more re- replayability. But man, I actually, I wanted to go through and have to beat it with every skater, yeah. new and old to unlock their video. And that just killed the replayability for me. So a little disappointing as a matter of fact, this remaster was and, amazing and, while I was playing it, but it, there's nothing really, there's not a lot of and, bones to it. I was like, you, you beat it so fast. I know like, I saw you and Pino beat it. Like I didn't even beat it yet. Like yeah. one or two. I, like, yeah. I, I just, I'm just not as good as you guys. I'm just so rusty on my Tony Hawk skills, but for me just to play it, hear the music, it, it just flowed great for me. Yeah. And I, listen, there are 700 and something challenges in that game. So like that kind of makes up for, the fact that you don't have to beat it a million times. Yeah. I don't want to do challenges. I want to beat the game with everybody. So, you know, I, that, that to me was a little bit of a stumbling block. Don't get me wrong. What I played and when I was beating it the first time, man, did I have so much fun, but it's easy. The game's easy. Yeah. The first two Tony Hawks are not difficult. So even though you know, I, I find them somewhat difficult for me, you'll, I, you'll get there. Bucky, I'm assuming you're Bucky. Yeah, that's that's like my I, – I think I need to go to like um, Rodney Mullen just so I can extend tricks because like the only ones I can't get is like the 100K. Yeah, I mean you just have to up your stats and then they're all the same anyway. So if you just pick your stats – if you st- – up your ollie, your air, your hang time, and your speed, you'll be fine. You'll, you, wait, you know what's funny? Fun. I never upped any of my stats. Well, that's probably okay. – yeah. I was going to say – I was like, wait a minute. I don't think all I these ever – you, you have to go find the stat points in each level. And then oh, and, go, I, and I, I found them, but I never like – Yeah, so, so go maybe, move those. I was going to say maybe that's why I'm, I'm slacking. Okay, <laughs> got it. Yeah, my pick of the week uh, – oh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else to no, say? No, no, that was it. That was it. My, my pick it, it's it's forty bucks. So that was yeah. another that was another thing. Don't get me wrong, that's great value. Skater XL also only forty bucks. Um, so they're both equal in price. You get a little bit more of value out of uh, Skater XL, especially if you play it on PC, because then you can play all the modded maps from the audience. Like somebody recreated the old Love Park. Oh my oh, god! Awesome. So now, even though THPS two has Philadelphia, yeah, in it, and that's an amazing. That's my favorite Tony Hawk level of all time. Complete bias, duh. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, my pick of the week is an HBO Max original series, and it became an HBO Max original series for season three. Matter of fact, season one and two were on TBS, uh, which I don't know why, based on the language in the show and, and the subject matter and stuff like that. But uh, for season three, they switched it to an HBO Max original where they produced that season for HBO Max and season four coming next year in 2021 will also be on HBO Max. But if you have HBO Max, you can watch all three seasons. And I'm talking about this very little known, but apparently after I did some research, a very cult classic It's got a very dedicated audience. It's called Search Party. Have you ever heard of this show? I have not. So do you remember Cedar Rapids? Yeah, of course. So in Cedar, in Cedar Rapids, there's that little, there's the hooker who always has the butterscotch candies. Yeah. She's yeah, the I main remember. character. Okay. Of, okay. Of this show. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think he called her butterscotch in the in the movie. Ed Helms. He did. But, but yeah, she's oh, no, the main. No, I think she called him right. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Do, can I give he, you? A she gave her a mint or something. He yeah. gave her. Yeah, he. She asked for a cigarette. Yeah. and He gave her a butterscotch. That's what it yeah. was. That's what it was. So yeah, um, she's the main character. Um, she her name's Dory. She's a millennial that lives in New York City. She's got a boyfriend who she shares an apartment with, and they have two best friends, Elliot and Portia. And uh, their friend from college goes missing, and she gets really obsessed with the case and decides to go rogue and start searching for, and it leads down all these crazy paths. Ron Livingston is in it. Um, Okay. Nice. um, Oh oh God. What's her name? Uh, The, the Latina cop from birds of prey and white men can't jump. Rosie Perez. I think Rosie Perez. Yep. She she's in it. Um, uh, Christine. uh, I can't remember her name. Christina Applegate. No, she looks just like her though. I can't who played Marsha Brady in the movies. Christina Long or something like that or Lang. I, don't know. I, can't, I can't remember, but regardless, there's like a ton of like cameos from those uh, from like these amazingly awesome TV and movie characters that are kind of obscure. And, uh, you know, without getting into it, it's her search to find this missing girl and each episode or each season's 10 episodes, but the episodes are only 22 to 25 minutes. Okay. So, so not like, bad. You can bang it out. Right. So I watched it all immediately wanted to watch it again because I was so intrigued. And this time I wanted to rope Ashley in and she watches it with me and she goes, this show is freaking weird. Like, I don't know. And then we watched two more episodes. So we're at the end of episode four and I'm like, all right, you want to turn it off? And she goes, one more. Yeah. We watched like nine more. We're halfway through season two again already. Wow. So it's, it's really intriguing. It's really good. Um, You'd think after season one, where the hell are they going to go? And they find somewhere to go and it keeps up the intrigue. And then even more crazy stuff happens in season two. It's got language. It's got gore. It's got this. It's got that. It's got shock. It's a lot of it's got a little bit of like not horror, but like there's some scary kind of jumpy, scary stuff in there just because it's more of like a thriller thing. It's just really, really intriguing. Like I said, it's it's only 22 minutes and it's a dark comedy. So it's funny as all hell. So uh, it's just like a perfect show for what I needed right now. HBO Max. It's called Search Party. Three seasons out now. Season four coming next week. Cannot recommend it enough. All right. I'll have to check that one out. Let's get into our trivia. It's 12 and a half for both of us. Our race to 11 win by two. We're both both past 11. Now we're just trying to win by two. So, Sam, yeah. I'll let you start it off with my question. Oh, okay. Here we go. What back-to-back years did Dr. Disrespect the two-time win the Blockbuster Gaming Championship? I hate Dr. Disrespect. I couldn't even guess. I love him. He's the best. I I fucking love him. I can't stand him. So, yeah, I'm going to need the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you have A, 92-93, B, 93-94, C, 95-96, D, 96-97. Jesus, he's been around that long. Well, Uh, you don't know where I'm at. Wait, wait, wait. What did he he win? He won a Blockbuster gaming championship in two back-to-back years. So Blockbuster, the video rental. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's why why he's always like the two-time. Okay, 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 okay. So uh, uh, I need those answers again. Okay, so you have A, 92-93, B, 93-94, C, 95-96, D, 96-97. 96-97. Incorrect. 1993, 1994, the two time. <laughs> so that's Super Nintendo <clears throat> and Genesis. All right. So that I, I, I don't, 
I don't care for him or his content. So yeah, and, and you know, know. I, I've been on a doctor disrespect kick. I, I you think sent he's me, great. He sent he, he there somebody from Europe named Greg Hall sent him a donation last week, and I you sent me that video. Oh, it, it was hilarious. I was like, look at Greg watching the two <laughs> That's what you meant by that. There you go. Okay. So dude, right. like, I, I, I knew I was going to ask you this question. It was just when. So <laughs> after he said your name, I was like, I have to ask him this question. I don't care. A, I know you don't like him, but I have to ask it. All right. You ready? In In what Mario Kart game did the track Rainbow Road make its debut? Rainbow Road. It's like the end track. The last track was it n64 mario kart 64 that is incorrect and i knew you'd go there it actually was in the original super mario Su- kart. super super nintendo or uh, yeah. snes yeah so it's been there the whole time it's been in every Damn. game i just yeah, know I i'd throw you off a little bit because I, I don't remember if i owned i i think i did i just my gameplay of it was from n64 so and i was like That's i know true. it's the last level yeah, I figured so. you'd go there, so I just kind of threw you off a little bit. A little, little dickhead question there. Little, uh, little that's all right. That's all right. We're still, <laughs> all we're right, still all friend. tied up. I'll take it. Let, let's get into the movies as we are tied up 12.5 to 12.5 as we head into uh, some depressing-ass shit. Really. Like, there's a couple good stories here in the movie section, but a lot of this is just like doom and gloom for movies. I thought the way is the hottest part is over, but it's not. Uh. No, this is this is a this is a this one's devastating. I'm going to pull up the article that has all the movies, but the big one is the Batman has been delayed until 2022. Uh, Warner Brothers delayed a crap ton of movies. They also pushed one up. Matrix 4 is getting released earlier. That's probably going to change. But regardless, while I pull up the full list of all the movies that got released, they changed like Shazam 2 and Black Adam and all that. What are your thoughts on the Batman having to wait an additional year? So, and I think it was March 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I believe. I mean, of course, it's it's like my most hype movie. I mean, after Matt Reeves showed that trailer at DC Fandom, it, I think it blew everyone away. I mean, I always believed in him, you know, so I, I, I was already sold. And it just, that was for the haters just to kind of eat their words. But I, as a DC guy, I'm devastated. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's. It's not just obviously there's a boatload of movies and it's not just DC. Marvel pushed movies back. Everyone's pushing movies back because every after the loss that um, Tenet did, I mean that's Christopher Nolan. That's everyone goes to see his movies, but no one's rushing to the theaters right now. Our theater is open, our AMC, but every mm-hmm. time I drive past it, empty. And I'll tell you. There's a story coming up that we have that's a, a, a movie that came out in theaters recently is coming to Blu-ray and digital a lot sooner than they normally would because they're trying to sell Blu-rays for for Black Friday and Christmas to try and recoup. Oh my some God! Money yeah, they, they, they have to after the amount of money they put on their budget. April first, twenty twenty-two was the Matrix Matrix Four's original release date. That's now December twenty-second of two thousand twenty-one. The Flash and Shazam two. So the Flash was delayed from June twenty twenty-two to November twenty twenty-two. Shazam two will now be June twenty twenty-three. Oh my god! From November, all the kids are going to be grown up. That's it's insane. And then Dune also almost a year. December 18th, 2020 to October 1st, 2021. That's Batman. Such, that's such a shame because the Dune trailer looks so freaking awesome. It did. It did. Now, Batman's only five or six months. It's October 1st to March 4th. Not the worst thing in the world. 
No, I saw March. I was like, okay, it's not that bad, Sam. It's not that. You know, I'm just telling myself it's not that bad. It, it's it's devastating. But well, how we about this do? for dev- how about this for devastating? Warner Brothers also shifted uh, two films off of their release schedule, and that's Black Adam and the Minecraft film adaptation. Now, those movies are still reportedly coming, but they're so unsure of when they're going to release. They're not even giving us a placeholder date. They just said bye bye. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't care about the Minecraft date. Obviously, the Black Adam that affects me the most. It, it, that's twenty twenty four. That's think? that's twenty twenty four. Because they're gonna, they're not going to release it before Shazam two. It's going to tie in, right? Like you would think, unless they have time now to. I mean, they they might tweak both films now. Now you don't know what you know. Even like the Marvel, there was movies that was coming before and after Black Widow, and then they had to switch it. Yeah, but I'm thinking that. The Shazam two end credit scene is Black Adam, and that leads to the film. And no, I don't—I I mean, people, I'd agree with you. So I don't think that they're going to have Black Adam have his own film, and then they're going to have that. Now, like you said, they have time to rewrite and figure out how that could work. But to me, I think that to keep the integrity of the story and structure, they'll wait because uh, listen to me. The longer you wait to get films back in theaters. And if you can handle that budgetary and, and financial whatever burden that is, that's better for you. Because the longer we wait, the more time theaters have a chance to go back to normal. Yeah. Theaters will not be back to normal until there's a regularly circu- like circumvented or circulated vaccine that is tested, kid tested, and mother approved. Just like kids. Yeah. And, like- <laughs> and, and that's that's not coming anytime soon, man. Well, like- well the current regime thinks that – seems to think it'll be weeks before the end of the year. I think that's because there's an election in a month and they're saying that. I don't think this is – I think we're waiting for a long time. Oh, I mean I I don't expect it till minimum the end of 2021. Minimum. I would tend to agree. Like I'm talking like a good solid one, not just like the one you can get at Walmart. You know, like I'm no, talking no, the and vaccine. Like, and like when the first like first round of vaccines come out, like I'm not going to jump at that. I'm going to wait. Let a couple people go. Make sure everything's good. He said that and, about his PS5 too, and he pre-ordered one. <laughs> uh, well, once Chris was like, "I got four, and I was like, "Screw!" But th- but that's why I got the warranty. Yeah, we we all know you what can't happened get a my- warranty on a vaccine. <laughs> exactly. So we we already know with my PS4 that I'm on my fourth PS4. So having a warranty saved me on that. I was like, I, I have to get the four year warranty, which I did. Chris, you're the man. Yeah. So I'm. You know, I. I think that the longer films can hold out, the better it is for them because it just gives the world a more of a chance to go back to normal. So if I'm sitting there in the in the DC or Warner Brothers, you know, uh, uh, wherever you want to call it, the war room, I'm sitting there thinking, let's let's calm down, hold off, pull it from the schedule, and then we'll figure it out because the movie's coming. The Rock literally last week made a casting announcement. So it's not like they're pulling it from shelves entirely. We just got to wait a little while. And quite frankly, a long while. I'm thinking four years from like today. And plus when it was DC fan, the rocks, I've been working on this movie, getting it made for 10 to 15 years. So this is a passion project. It's the rock. He's, you know, I think he just posted on Instagram that he just crossed his 200th million follower on Instagram. Like he's got so much power. This movie's getting made because he's shooting red notice right now. Uh, I think that movie's him, Ryan Reynolds, Gail Godot. So it, it's common just they they need time and if they're going to put all the money into these films like it's probably going to have a 100 to 200 million dollar budget they're going to need to return. Hilariously and ironically enough, 
he's going to run for president in 2024. So who the hell knows if this movie's ever coming? But what a what a what a thing that could be. If he's going I, I could I could see him running, but I think that would be like on the back half of his career, like you know, yeah. like some something like what, what Arnold Schwarzenegger did, like when he was kind of got back. He was the governor of California for a couple of years, and ah, I'm good. I'm back to acting. I could see The Rock being the governor of Florida. He's Miami, born and bred. Like this guy is. You well, know. Fl- Florida needs help over there. <laughs> All right. All right. So a lot of things, like I said, shifting around. That's not the only delay we have. Uh, before we talk about the Flash film, let's just go about the other delay. Jurassic World Dominion has been delayed till June 10th, 2022. So we're two years away from the next Jurassic World film. And Fallen Kingdom, I think, was 17 or 18. So we're going to be four to six years. Or I'm sorry, four to five years between Jurassic World films, that just spells bad things for me there too. That's, that's I mean, the, not good. I mean, there's no way it could be worse than the last Jurassic Park movie. It can't. There's no way it could be worse. Fallen Kingdom was my number one least favorite thing that year. It, it, it's, it's terrible. I mean, yeah. the only thing they have, you have Sam Neill, you have all the OGs coming back. And honestly, the way I'm looking at it now, Greg, I'm not expecting any movies till 2022. In, in theaters like that to me, that's the new norm. Like it was 2021. Now it's 2022. That's it. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not I'm tired of like, all right, 2021, you know, you, you get set, you get focused and then just takes the wind out of your sails. I'm tired of getting let down. They gave I'm us our test it. run. They gave us our test run with Tenant and New Mutants and it didn't work. It just well, didn't it, work. I mean, the New Mutants like completely bombed, like at least Tenant made more than their budget. But of yeah. course, it, it didn't recoup all the marketing and stuff like that. But it. it it still made over $200 million. Like that's still impressive. Yeah. Last I heard there were three people in Minnesota who saw new mutant. So I think it grossed 33 bucks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, the, some, a big DC film that may have a recast. Um, I don't know anything about this guy or the character or where else he's played him. I'm assuming the television show, but Barry Crudup is expected back as Barry Allen's dad in the flash movie. Yeah. I mean, he, we only saw one on screen for like a whole minute. Was that in the Flash maybe? show? No, that was in the, the oh, movie. Oh, Justice um, League? Yeah, it was – was that Justice – was it Justice Yeah, it was in Justice League. Yeah, you okay. saw a quick scene of them. And real quick, the tenant actually made over $307 million. So it's Worldwide, climbing. Worldwide, right? Worldwide. Worldwide. Right? Worldwide. Yeah. But just wanted to double-check that. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it, it's always good that the same actor comes back because he is a good actor. And, you know, we're going to get the Flash movie. So that's a plus. Well, Barry Allen's dad, you'd think, has a pretty major role in this film, right? I would imagine. Well, when you see his his father, his his father's in jail for killing his mother, and I'm quote I'm in quotations because we all, if you know the comics, that obviously Barry Allen's dad didn't kill his mother. That was the reverse Flash kind of a frame job. So that's why he's in jail. Gotcha. So one would assume he'll be a recurring character in this film, like a pretty big deal. I would say. Well, I mean, a I top mean, five character. I mean, I'm thinking he should be because obviously. Barry's making a goal to get his dad out of jail. And, but you know, once they do that, like you have to introduce reverse flash. Like there's, how can you tell that story without having reverse flash? Right. Right. You know, uh, well, moving over to Marvel, apparently some good news. Yeah. Some, some good news. BC baby. Benedict Cumberbatch is joining Spider-Man three a week after Jamie Foxx is joining Spider-Man three. Uh, apparently we're just getting all the heroes, uh, and villains. Benedict Cumberbatch joining Spider-Man 3 as Doctor Strange in like a mentor role now that uh, – that, that uh, let's say this. Now that the events of Endgame happened. It, it, to be honest, this came out of left field. This is the character that – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, he wouldn't have been on my top three to like – what 
do you know what Marvel hero you think is going to be in Spider Man? Doctor Strange isn't on my top three. It makes sense though. Like, what other Avenger would fill that role besides him? Like, Cap is uh, old as hell. I, know, I, know, exactly. I would love Cap, but obviously he's gone. Um, you, you know, the Hulk. You know, Bruce isn't doing it. Um, Thor I mean, it could be is like Fal- the, Fa- Falcon, Winter Soldier, or Thor. But, but that wouldn't be a really great like mentor figure, you know, and Thor yeah. is with the guardians. So like they're now giving Benedict Cumberbatch something to do because he, his new movie multiverse of madness is going to be now that's going to have Spider-Man in it. That's got that whole storyline there. You're going to have Wanda and apparently vision and all this stuff. So you're going to have all these characters coming into it. Now he's going out and kind of spreading that, that wing a little bit. I'm okay with it. I mean, like it can't be Ant-Man. Ant-Man's not a mentor role. He's a friggin' yeah. thief. So yeah. Like, I, I think when you break it down and now that we have the news, it makes sense. It's not something I thought would happen before the news was announced. But when it was announced, it, it did make sense. I I just I, I guess I'm just so thrown off by, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx coming back. And, and then that I read reports saying that he's not going to be blue. And, and then the Doctor Strange coming at it. Like, I, I just don't know where they're going with this Spider-Man 3. I, 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 I don't well, remember. I don't well, Remember this, Captain America Civil War was like a mini Avengers movie. It yeah. was labeled as Captain America. Captain America, as we know it, is gone, Chris Evans. So now what do you do? Iron Man, well, again, spoiler alert, is gone. Spider-Man is that is that flagship hero to build that on. And if you're going to throw an ensemble cast into a Marvel movie, it's not going to be Ant-Man 3. It's not going to be Doctor Strange 2, which they'll do, but it's going to be Spider-Man. You're going to load him up with all the – I wouldn't be surprised if, you know – if Bruce Banner makes an appearance as the Hulk, if whatever, like I wouldn't be surprised. So, you know, if they're going to do it in any franchise, it makes sense for Spider-Man. No, I, I guess you're right. Cause like, he's like the biggest property he's the biggest Marvel draw. has. He's you know? the biggest so, draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. The new mutants is coming to Blu-ray and digital November 17th. And I think possibly there's a bigger conversation to be had here about post theatrical release windows. We usually wait upwards of six months for a movie to release uh, on physical, um, maybe you know four to six months somewhere in there. We could be in the two to three month range now to try to recoup money they're going to lose in the theater and try to get something back because that's what this film is doing. Yeah, what are they on a month to six weeks after it released? Yeah, maybe like you know. I, so it's, I, I think it released in sometime in September, didn't it? And and, and honestly, maybe the end of August. I think I may buy it on Blu-ray just to talk about it on the podcast. It will be on Disney Plus soon enough, in my opinion. Um, so I'll wait for that, um, or maybe I'll snag like a th- the three ninety nine Amazon Prime rental for t- forty eight hours and watch it that way. Um, but yeah, I, I when this releases in November, I will watch it. It's a movie I need to judge for our end of the year list, and so yeah, no, we, have, we have, There's no way that we can not see this movie after so three many pushbacks and. It's been four years, I think, since it was announced, or three years at least. So, like, we oh, it. We've been talking about this movie since freaking, you know, bef- like when the podcast was birthed. It's 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 crazy to think it's out now, and we just haven't even seen it. You know, I'm not gonna lie, internet. I went and looked for it on a website, couldn't find a good pull of it. I decided against it. But at the end of the day, I'm glad no, I didn't. No, it's not and the way you should watch movies. And it's a shame because like there's some good actors in that. Like there's the guy from um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, obviously Maisie Williams, and you know just I don't know. I feel like just after all the shit that we talked, and we we have to see this movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it, and, and we will. And I'll probably watch it the night of November 17th. Like, <laughs> I, when it's You'll probably see it before me. I, I can guarantee that. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I really, I'm interested. But we can't talk about it until we both see it. I will, I'll, that gentleman's, huzzah. huzzah. <laughs> gentleman's agreement. Handshakes. All right, uh, all right, so let's move on. Even more Resident Evil news, and I'll, I'll pull up the cast here in, in just a second, but we've got the Netflix live action series. We've got the Netflix uh, animated series and now we're getting the film franchise freaking rebooted with a really good cast yeah i mean i was like man they are they're shoving resident evil down our throats we're getting it every i mean and i'm here for it i will watch all iterations of it yeah and plus I, we're I getting lo- village we're getting village next year yep. for the game too so. yep and i, and, I and, love the cast yeah, and I would imagine only a matter of time till RE4 gets remade. So you have this one's my favorite off the jump. Tom Hopper will be playing Albert Wesker. I think that's phenomenal. Perfect. Perfect yeah, he, cast. I mean, he started what in in Black Sails, mm-hmm. then he went to uh, Game Roller of Academy, Game, Game of, Thrones. of Thrones. Yep. So, so awesome. Uh, Avan Yogia, Jogia, Jogia. I don't know. He's Leon Kennedy. That's my least favorite casting. I because we don't I know. Hope- we don't know him. That, I, I think that's where we're in. At least I'm indifferent because I don't know him. And all the photos I'm seeing of him, like. It's I not the guess, Leon that you have in your head. I guess. And you got to go clean cut. Like, so I guess. But the photos don't do it a lot of justice. We'll wait and see how he looks in, in on set in costume. I'll wait to judge. But I, I mean, like, listen, we always say we like it better when you get the unknown. So I'm down with that. Um, Hannah John Kamen. She's Jill Valentine. She's really good. Um, Kaya Scaldari, what is that? Scaldelario, Scaldelario. She's Claire Redfield. Uh, Robbie Amell is Chris Redfield, and, and I, I like I like Robbie Amell, Stephen Amell's yeah. cousin. And Neil McDonough is William Birkin, Doctor William Birkin. So. Oh, I I just he is the best when he plays villains. So he sure is. He's very he can get very maniacal. So yeah, I think it's a very good cast. I think it's going to be. <laughs> Um, depending on the route they go with it, I think they released some sort of plot synopsis. I, I know it revolves around Wesker. So at least it's not like a retelling of the f- actual J- uh, Mila Djokovic films. It's did, did they be, say it was the mansion? I, I want to say it's going to take place. I, I in the think mansion. I heard that because you Which have the I'm Red here Fields. for it. I'm yeah, here for it. You, you have the Red Fields. You have, uh, Wesker. So like you have, and you have Leon Kennedy. So you have all the great protagonists of, of Resident Evil games past. Um, I don't think Ethan or Maya from the uh, from the new games will will make an appearance. I mean, maybe, but I you don't never think know. So. Um, they're probably more destined for the for the live action show, if anything. But uh, it's it's a star studded cast, and it's a cast that, from a Resident Evil side, we know and we love. So definitely a film I'm interested in checking out. And was that was that Netflix? No, it's I think it's an actual theatrical run. I think it's oh wow! Actually, yeah, okay, I think it's cool. an actual movie. Um, Andy Samboig. Oh, Andy Samboig. Andy Samberg and Craig Robinson, two hilarious guys, are teaming oh my God. up with, with Common for a superhero film called Super High. I can only imagine what this one's going to be about. Well, what I read was that when they smoke weed, they get superpowers. And it's like different superpowers. I, you know, obviously Andy Samberg's hilarious. I love Craig Robinson. I know you love him too. Yep. Common's a, a good actor. He kind of. He came a long way for me. Comedy. He'll surprise you. He'll surprise you. He was like, I think the first movie I really liked him in was Smoke and Aces. I don't yep, know if you ever saw that, that one. I thought I didn't he was like pre- the second one very much. No, this, the it. second one was Guards. The first one was good. Jeremy Piven was in it. He was he was he was good. But yeah, I, I'm all here for this movie. I, I'm ready to laugh my ass off. 
I I am too. And like I said, I wasn't really a Sandberg guy until this recent movie that he had on Hulu, the the one with the um, Groundhog Day premise. I can't remember what it's called. He crushed that movie. He did an amazing job. So that's kind of turned me back onto him. I saw the, um, I guess it was him and Justin Timberlake when they did like the the dick in the box. I don't know if you ever saw the skits on Saturday Night Live. Oh, man. No. Dude, it, it's worth the watch. It's it's like him and Justin Timberlake to, to do these skits, and they did, I think, three or four of them. Hilarious. I'm sure they're on YouTube, so I'll check oh, them. It's, it's where I watched them. The Monster Hunter film has been moved up to December 30th of this year, but they released like some footage of the film, and if you've seen the Monster Hunter game, there are no guns. It is a very old school sword anime yeah. type deal, you know, very Japanese influenced monster hunting game. This one, lots of guns, lots of firepower. Yeah. They westernized the shit out of it. And I just, I cannot see this one going well. I can't. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, what do, I mean, what do I know? But I don't think they're going to make the money that they hope to make. I don't play the game, but I will see this movie because I like watching monsters get shot up and destroyed. I like that kind of stuff. That, that is so not what the game is. So I'm going to just stay as far away from as, yeah. as I possibly can. I'm going to keep the the sanctity of the game, the the whatever you want to call it. Watch uh, us all be wrong, and it's a fantastic movie. It's a video <laughs> game movie. The chances of that are slim to none. Uh, you never know. All right, let's move into television because this story has got me all sorts of excited. Um the season three trailer for Cobra Kai has released and they dropped the release date January 8th. Not very long. I was no. expecting mid year, but I think they want to capitalize on the hype. It's already, it was already filmed before coronavirus hit. So I think when Netflix, when it released on Netflix, it might've been like April, May, but when you see the popularity, it's trending number one on Netflix on the top 10, which I love that they do by the way great idea yeah lucifer um, held it down for a while yeah i love the love that they do that the newest murder doc always sits there so i'm always all over it but regardless uh to to just put this out and say listen it's been shot it's been filmed let's get let's capitalize on the hype that is cobra kai january not very long we're talking three months less than that so actually for i think from today november it's three months from today so 90 days not 89 more sleeps uh, and season four has actually already been picked up as well. So an early green light for that season, we got at least two more seats of Cobra Kai. Please tell me you've started this show. I did not watch one second of it. You are losing. You're losing faith. I'm, I, what are you doing with yourself? You're going to get hooked. My friend. Hooked. No, And I, I know I'm going to like it. Obviously I love the original you're gonna movie. Want more of it. That's what you're going to do. You're going to freaking love this show, dude. It's, it's so good. And anyway, hey, my boy Brenner, it's the comedian, he's in it. Like, I, I can't wait. Yeah. And and dude, the, the trailer, you cannot watch the trailer. I hope you didn't. No, no, I, I I did not. Why would I jump in season three when I, you know? Stay far away because the biggest plot point of season two literally leads off the trailer. So it would get completely spoiled for you. And I do not want the show spoiled for you. The, the way season two ends, legitimately phenomenal. So uh, I... I it, it leaves you on the edge of your seat for three. So do not stay far away from that trailer. But January 8th, you have to watch it by the end of the year. That way you're ready to go for the year. And, and I, I think I'm, I think my goal is I'm thinking probably December. 
unless like I I literally have like no picks of the week because I know I know I'm going to love this and I know I'm going to binge the shit out of it. I'm just and waiting. Short and they're short. It's so digestible. It's so digestible. It's thirty minutes or less for each episode. Like you gotta do it. Oh my god! And you don't even have to be a big fan of the movies because. So what I actually love, there's a little touch they do in Cobra Kai that they take deleted scenes from the original film and use it as flashback material. Oh, okay. It's incredible. There's okay. actual original footage from the movies. And if you're a movie fan, you're like, I never saw this in the original movie. It's because they're deleted scenes that never saw the light of day until now. The first time ever. And they're How using clever. It. How clever it's to go so, back and reuse an old footage. How awesome. Like, there's stuff from that the ending tournament fight between Johnny yeah. Lawrence and, that you'd never see in the movie. But there's fight footage because it was on the cutting room floor. That uh, never that's awesome. There. So like little touches like that, man, you're going to really love this show. So season three, January 8th and season four picked up. And when you're on a high like that, you love to ride the high until you go on Facebook and see that glow has been canceled and they're not releasing the previously announced season four. It's just done. Yeah. And it, it was a shame because it was like you said, it was season four was announced before COVID, all that stuff, COVID. Um, I think they canceled another show too. I forget what it was, but it only had one season. Um, it, it sucks. I, I did read that they, they finished filming one episode. So that's all they have in the can. I wonder if they're going to be like, we shot this one, but probably not. But it's a shame because I, I know you were at least a fan of the first two two seasons, I believe. Uno, yeah. One okay, is one. one of the best seasons of television. Yeah, because it was your pick time. of the week one week. I remember you raved about it. It was – it was season one was on my top three favorite shows of the year when it launched. Season two was very mediocre, and season three was a disappointment in, in one of the worst ways possible. So this news didn't crush me because I, I it's been on a downhill. Yeah, you were, you were like over. Kind of like Orange is the New Black, like it's just kind of whatever now. So it doesn't crush me. But the thought that like Mark Marin, who put on Twitter, he wrote, Glow's canceled. It sucks. Whatever. Uh, yeah, like, or like Bummer. Like, but no, he was bummed. About it. That's how I found that was – I think I sent you his screenshot like, oh, shit. Greg's going to yeah, be yeah. upset. Yeah, we uh, – Ashley, I think either Ashley showed it to me or I showed it to her. I, I cannot remember. But, oh, no, I showed it to her. Uh, I was making dinner when I saw it, I think on Monday. But, yeah, Glow being canceled, it sucks, and it's a it was a good show. It pioneered and brought a lot of attention on women's wrestling. It just was going so downhill that I really – it's okay. Kind of just take it out back and put it out of its yeah. misery. I mean, so you'll just have to wait for Stephen, Am- Stephen Amell's show, Heal. Yeah, that's good. So, cool. I, I know I he's – they're filming now. Well, what platform is that coming out? Of? I can't remember. I, I don't think they announced it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they did. I'll check real quick. I'll check real quick. And with and with his partnership with AEW, which is killing NXT in the ratings. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm a mark. Whatever. Uh, I, with him being so close, I imagine that we will get AEW wrestlers in this show at some point. Like I can see Chris Jericho being oh, a part of that show. It's on, it's going to be on Stars. Oh, okay. That we knew that. I remember okay. that in an eight yeah. episode hour long show. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Oh, Mike what, O'Malley's does, the showrunner. How awesome is that? The same Mike O'Malley from yes, sir. The same Mike O'Malley. Wow, he was in Cedar Rapids. We're just we're drawing a huge Cedar Rapids comparison chart today. I love this. We just need a John C. Riley story, and we'll be all set. Yeah, uh, sadly, he's not in the rundown. Uh, the next story: John C. Riley is to star in the Godzilla singular, <laughs> well, uh, the Godzilla, cool. the Godzilla singular point animated series. Uh, Got to release window. We now know it's oh. coming next year in 2021. We don't have a date, but hang on to your ass, 2021 for some Godzilla animated goodness. And 
I'm going to watch this no matter what. I love Godzilla, obviously, since a kid. And I think they just teased something about the live action. I think they just tweeted out a picture of, you know, King Kong and Godzilla just kind of teasing <laughs> that they're moving along with that. So Yeah, that got delayed a while back to, I think, 22, I want to say. No, again, the, it, 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 movies that you want to see in theaters, just expect 2022. That, well, to they, me, that's that, the norm. That Disney movie, Soul, is skipping theaters now entirely and going right to Disney+. Plus. It didn't say anything about the premium. It sounds like it's going to the normal service. But, uh, I mean, like, movies have that to, to make that decision. Do we go to a streaming platform? Do we, like that Tom Hanks movie is going to Apple Plus. You know, do we go right to VOD like Birds of Prey did? Do, you know, do we go and try out the theater? So there's a lot of different options for, for movies now, none of which are going to be what the theater was. Yeah. No. Um, and, or, or in this case, you know, the, the, the TV show. But it's, you know, animated at least is something you can do work from home. Like you, everybody has their animated stuff from yeah. home. You can do VO from home. You don't have to really shoot scenes. So I have a feeling that like animated shows won't be crazily impacted by COVID. And, and again, and I, I'm pretty sure everyone now is like, even like voiceover actors, like I'm seeing a lot of people like making their own little booths at home now. Like everyone's just, it. that's becoming mm-hmm. the norm. So I feel like, you know, little by little, they're going to find e- easier ways to kind of do it from home and kind of to keep it pumping, to keep out content because TV is all we got right now. Yeah, 100%. It really is. What's next? Uh, oh, pff, duh. How can I forget this? I was super interested. Um, I didn't watch it because I'm just going to wait for it to go to HBO Max and I'll watch it unedited without commercials. But I we did just, get – go ahead. I could just let you borrow the Blu-ray, but – You have it? I didn't even know it dropped. Bucks. It was 20 even, bucks on Amazon. I didn't even know it dropped on Blu-ray. Uh, Swamp Thing has officially hit the CW as of when we're recording this last night, as of when you're hearing it two days ago. But episode one is out on the CW now. And I, I didn't watch it on the on the CW. I own it. I, I already know it's a fantastic show, which could be – well, that was last year it kind of aired on, so I can't – right? It was last year? Yep. It was, if, if very, you, it was early last year. It was like March last year. Like this is the show that well, – Maybe May. It really should have. I, I still hope that it gets a second season. I hope that CW, that enough people see it, it gets the buzz that it deserves. Like a good story, like it, it was expensive to make. That there, you you will see that in the special effects, the way they shot it. it. It's beautiful. This show is something that deserves a second season. And to me, it makes sense. It, if they're already here, workings of Justice League Dark and Constantine over here, and there's a ton of TV show over here, why wouldn't you want Swamp Thing? That's How about Justice this? League Dark. How about this, dude? Here's some good news. I was just Googling while we were talking to see if there was some positivity to be had. The pilot episode aired Tuesday. Sorry, it was October 6th. 1.1 million viewers, the best rating on the CW since Stargirl in May. Wow. That, dude, that's solid. That, that's that's what they need because, what, uh, Supergirl's on its last, se- its last season? Yep. So they're going to need a- – They have Black not- Lightning still, right? Yeah, Black Lightning's still going. Supernatural's ending. So it's like yep. you're, you're what having What about two- the Flash? The Flash is Flash still going. Flash is still going. Uh, um, Arrow's Legends- done. Arrow's done. Legends of Tomorrow's still going. So to me, th- I I said it from the beginning that eventually this show will get a second season because the reviews are just too positive. Like I, I didn't see anyone shit on the show. Yeah, 1.1 like, million viewers is serious stuff. And, and, now, and that's for the premiere. It's going to drop. It's probably going to go into the 900. You, you never know because I thought that show just got better and better, and it just introduces more DC characters that 
we've never seen live action yet. Yeah. So I'll just I don't want to say anything more that this is a show that if you don't if you go on Amazon, buy for 20. If not, watch it for free every week on CW. If you want to know how 1.1 million is like in popularity sake, if you're not too sure about TV ratings, you really want to care about the demos and you really want to care about the other pull. Like overall numbers aren't the biggest thing when it comes to TV ratings, but AEW wrestling, which is WWE's biggest competition since WCW in the year, you know, 1997 or so. um, AEW averages about 850 to 950,000 viewers a week. And this had more than that. So that's that's all you really need to know is it's yeah. doing better from a holistic standpoint than one of the best wrestling products in the world. So and think about how many wrestling fans there are. Oh my god. That just shows you the power. That just shows you the power of the CW getting that show on a network as opposed to a streaming service. Like and and, and again, like I said, it had the positive buzz. So people are like, okay, I I never watched it on DC Universe. Let me see what all the hubbub was about. And I yeah. I think you won't be disappointed. Another thing I'm interested in is this next story. HBO Max announces Batwheels, a show geared towards a younger audience, but going over the full history of Batman's accompanying vehicles. I mean, it's 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 neat. I, I will say that I'm, I'm a super nerd and I will probably watch this. It's just I'm just like HBO Max. What are you doing? Bring back Batman the animated series. The, the entire cast, Kevin Conroy it loves the role as Batman. Bring him back. They have the Batman adventure. Uh, Batman the Adventures continue in the comics right now. The fifth issue, uh, the fifth issue of six or seven, it is just dropped. The popularity is still still there. I mean, when eventually we, we you have we have video, you will see behind me on my wall that how much of a big Batman animated series fan I really am. And this show, it 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 brought just so much. Like it brought life to Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze was a shit villain, and then. Once Heart of Ice came out, whole new character. One of the best Batman villains I've ever seen. That you can thank Bruce Tim and, and Paul Dini for that. Yeah. I mean, I will still watch the show Bat Wheels, like you said. It's for you kids. Give it a shot. You'll give it a shot. It's, you know, again, I I guess I'm I'm gonna have to get HBO Max because there is some good content coming. I'm just gonna like, wait till next year. Like Search Party, my pick of the week. And spoiler alert, unless something major happens, my pick of the week next week, another HBO Max original i'll leave it oh, at, I'll look leave it at, at you i'll leave it at that it's an amazing service it really really is it's uh, very criminally underrated um and also i already had another hbo max original pick of the week a couple weeks ago that with that documentary class action park oh yeah yep 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 so it, what, it's a HBO great max? service is uh, 7.99 no HBO it's max? 15 bucks <laughs> it's 15 bucks or 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 if you have hbo with your cable service you get it for my free. god so that's where I get that's where I come from and I get it for free for for yeah. other reasons. So yeah. Yeah. if so facto and nobody can see what I'm doing and that's listening to this. Right and then now, he hits I'm the doing, mic. <laughs> I'm doing the middle finger and then I hit the mic. Good old Patty Considine has been cast as King Viserys Targaryen in House of the Dragon. You may know him from uh, your show Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and he he is great. I just House of Come the on, Dragon. give it a chance. Give it a chance. House no, of the Dragon. It's, it's it House of the Dragon. We already know. I love dragons. It, I, it's I the just, Targaryens, man. It's the greatest family in Game of Thrones history. And, and then I was watching a little teaser. Um, I, I don't know where this is picking up, but I remember saying that at one point, I think they had up to 16 dragons at one time. 
So I wonder how many dragons they're actually going to have because I know they said that it was like 16, then a lot died. There was two left. So I'm just, I just don't know where they're going to go with this. I mean, I'm here. I'm all for this. You know, I'm going to watch. I just hope that they take the time like they did with the original Game of Thrones. Like the first, you said first four seasons. Fantastic. If they some can of the, just, it's the, some of the best TV ever. Yeah. So if they could just time. stick that, whether they go, you know, two, three, four, five, six, however, however many seasons, the, the attention to detail that they do in the first couple seasons has to be there. They have to stick that landing. They can't shit the bed like Game of Thrones. Weiss and Benioff are not showrunners, though. Like, they're not associated with the no, project. No, no, I have which faith. is great. I mean, they were there were good showrunners, when, I guess, when they had the source material in it's, the first four seasons. So that doesn't make them good showrunners. The good, I mean, they would have been good showrunners when they didn't have the source material if they were still able to pull out. I mean, I just project. think they got greedy and they wanted to do Star Wars and they, and they lost focus. That That's what it was. I mean, it, yeah, but they but that show started to suck before the Star Wars deal. That show started to suck in, in season like five and well, seven remember, and really before the Star Wars deal, though. Well, maybe it was already happening behind the scenes and they were like, all right, we're cutting corners. <laughs> they did get a big Netflix deal. I don't know if, where that is right now. I, don't, I haven't heard much about that. So, But regardless, we're going to go into the gaming section now. Your turn to, to take the reins. I'll take it over. Uh, a game I played quite a bit of. I don't know where you're at in gameplay, but let's give our impressions for Crash 4. It's about time. I am well into this game. I don't know how many levels there are, but I am, if there's like, if you think of like, and how we'll many do this bosses, How many me. bosses did you beat? Four. Same. Yeah. We might, so, I'm on this I'm in the ice. I just got to the ice. Like I'm at I'm the first the, level. I'm on the second. Okay. So, so cool. We're, we're at we're, the we're same basically spot. same. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We're at the did, same spot. The you, ice level, as a matter of fact, the level that I saw gameplay of where content creators got an advanced copy of it and were able to show one level, they were allowed to show the ice level. It's the first level. So when I was going through it, I said, Oh, I've seen this before. Okay. There's a really cool mass mechanic with that level. Um, and I got past that one. It was actually relatively easy for being this deep into the game, that level. Um, but I, I guess maybe because I saw it before, so I kind of had an idea of what to do and where to go. But uh, I'll start with you. Um, what what have you thought about this game so far? Number one, it looks beautiful. Sure does. Um, my I would say there are times where my I hear my PS4, it gets cranked up a little bit sometimes, and then it'll quiet back down. That fan gets kicking. Um, it... Low times have been pretty good. Ugh, there there might I, there might be two occasions where I thought it froze at one point. I yeah, was like, def- it, there's definitely frame rate drops. But it it it, uh, it it didn't freeze like what happened to me with Last of Us 2. Like It actually froze on me Last of Us 2 twice. Crash, mm-hmm. knock on wood, so far has not. But there was mm-hmm. times where I was like, okay, it's lagging a little bit. Then the PS4 starts kicking in. So that's noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um Lex Lang is Dr. Cortex, who was the voice of Sonosuke Cigar, Roni Kenshin, and he was on Dot Hack Sign as Crimson, I think his name was. So obviously, I, I love the voice. The voice cast is fantastic. Yeah, we were texting on Sunday morning and you told me about that. So I, yeah. I had to immediately go look that up. Yeah, so he's like one of my favorite voice actors. So I've I definitely been watching his career for a while. Um, it's To me, it's reminded me of the when they did the remasters that it's it's not as easy as i remembered it's very hard at least for yeah. me unless i just suck at video games it's i'm i'm finding it challenging what's the most you've died they keep track of your death toll what's 65 oh one level i thought i thought i was rough no. at 21 no 21 uh, si- si- i think it was 65 was my highest was and- it one of the jungle levels 
with the it, ropes, I, it, ropes? It might have been. Did you try the secret tapes? Yes, I hate those levels. I played the first one. I beat it. And I'll never go back. That I hate might've... bouncing on. I hate bouncing on boxes. I'm over me that. too. And I think that might have been it. That might have been my sixty-five one. I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not yeah. fucking leaving. I was beating this <laughs> thing, and I beat it. Thank God. So it is, I was yeah. just, you know, I just get so stubborn, and I will sit there for an hour if I have to to beat it. Yeah, my favorite level has been the last uh, swamp level where you are on the the I guess you call it hoverboard or whatever you want to call it, uh, and you have to go down all the rapids and around the stuff. I mm. love that level. I don't like the levels where you're on top of the cart where you're just waiting for them to drive and like that's kind of an annoying. But again, it's really good. It's beautiful. I have a lot of frame rate drops, like a lot, a lot. I, I don't care for that. Um, but uh, the bosses are hard as shit. The levels are hard. Like I said, 21 to death is my high. But this reminds me a lot of Crash Warped um, mixed with like the gameplay of Crash 2, which to yeah, me is a that. good thing. It's a really good thing. And I love all the mechanics that after you get to a certain board, you can kind of like look at it and like uh, it was inverted. inverted. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I love all the touches like that. And it's like um, like the different masks you have on. It's like you can hit what R2 and it's it like changes the blocks where you can like go through them. Like I love all that stuff. It just it just took me a, a second just to get the rhythm down. And once yeah. I got it down, I found it to be enjoyable. Yeah, the whole concept is, you know, you get there's a bunch of different masks in the game. We won't give away the story plots. Yeah, that's why I just stuff. wanted to say that. But there's a bunch of different masks in the game and you each mask does something different. So one changes, you know, some blocks will go away and some platforms will stay and, and you have to like kind of hit triangle a bunch of times as you're jumping to do that. That's cool. They have one where you can go into like this crazy vortex spin. You have another one where you can slow down time. So all these different mechanics outside of just jumping on boxes and getting Wampa fruits. There's yeah. a lot to this game. There's a lot of layers. And now they have additional playable characters. You can play the whole game as Crash or Coco. You get six gems in a level. You get that skin for that level. Very cool replayability factor. Yeah. Very cool like per, like completionist thing. I, I love that idea. Uh, I'm not, I don't care about the skins. I unlocked the classic PlayStation 1 skin. Yeah, I got that for, too. I used it for one level and turned it off because I like the way he looks. No, dude, I think he looks great. I was like, I could use old school. I was like, nah, I'm, I kept it going. I like the way he looks. So uh, I, I love that idea. I, I, I like love playing, the inverted. I like playing as the crocodile guy. Dingo thought, Dial is cool. I, I thought it was, it was it was different. You know, it was just a whole different mechanic. Like, dude, Crash, of course, is great. Coco's cool. The other lady's cool. Like, are you doing the side she's stuff? My, she's my favorite, though. Okay. She's my favorite. Her kick sometimes misses boxes, and I get kind of pissed. That was my only complaint of her. But besides <laughs> that, she, yeah, okay. she's cool. I love the grapple hook, though. The grapple no, hook the grapple, so much. Th- that's cool. So, but so her kick sometimes, it's like you have to do it a certain way to get a box. You can kill the enemies, though, with, well, with, some the, grapple, enemy, yep. with the grapple hook. So I love that. And so, like I said, they're introducing these playable characters, like Dingo Dial, who has uh, like a, a gun that he can use to kind of levitate for a little bit. Uh, they have the – I can't remember her name, but I think it's like Crash's girlfriend. Um, she's badass. She's got a melee kick and a grapple yep. hook. We haven't unlocked it yet, but we got Dr. Neo Cortex coming up, and he can um, shoot forward real quick. And yeah, I'm kind of shocked that he – I'm kind of shocked that we barely seen him yet. Yeah. Well, like, I, he, there was know, what two scenes? Truth, scenes? Be to, truth be told, and I'm gonna get a little shit for this. Is I started playing it um, with Helena playing in the playroom and Ashley right here, so I didn't. I skipped the story stuff because we got kids screaming and da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. and once I skipped the first two story things, once I sat down and started playing with myself, I was so lost. 
that I was like, fuck the story. I just want to play the game. So I actually gotcha. haven't really been paying attention gotcha. to the story. Um, what is there anything about the game that you dislike? Um, what do I, I guess you, like you said, the, the frame rate drop, obviously that's, that's something. Um, what do I dislike? Is it too hard at times? Is it unfair? I think I love that they have the modern and the retro. So you yeah, can just, that's great. You can just die all the time and just no, keep going there, back. There and wasn't spawning. no, um, there wasn't no difficulty. Like you couldn't do There's easy. The, so it's that I was just about to say. So this game has what they call dynamic difficulty. If you, did you ever notice after you die five times at a checkpoint, you get a mask, yeah. you know, which, a, a which, mask? which I think is, is a must. Right. And so the game actually, it starts off. Everybody gets the same difficulty. And if you play it perfectly, it gets harder. If you play it poorly, it gets a little easier for you. So it's the same yeah. thing as Resident Evil 4. It has a dynamic difficulty that changes yeah. as you play. I, I love that. You no, know, I would say, which, like, you might in the beginning, like, okay, this is hard. But then when you get the mask, you, you like, the one time I kept dying, I got the second mask. And then that's yeah. when I was able to beat it because I was able to, the two parts or whatever I couldn't beat in that mission. It just, it just helps you move along. I have heard people on Twitter cheaping it and just dying 10 times, getting a double mask and playing. That's not how I choose to play. No. Because you get, you get incentivized. You get a gem if you beat the level within three deaths. So actually, that yeah. and that's a cool trade-off. So I, I try to beat it within three. I, I've only gotten that gem probably six or seven times. Yeah, I think I only got that gem like two or three times. Like I always try to get all the boxes. So it's like I always have to take that risky move. Yeah, and and I'm just like I'm I'm kind of a completionist, so it's like I I I want to get all them damn boxes, so mm-hmm. it's like I'll risk dying two three times just to get my technique down. Like yeah, a- after like you said that one where you're sitting on top of that like boat thing and it's moving along and you're gonna dodge TNT nitro and all that kind of stuff and like duck under the building and stuff. It just took me a minute just to get my routine down, but once I got it down, I I got it down because then I did the side mission for the croc and then you had to do it twice. I was like, yeah. I just beat this. I got to do it again. That when, you're, might be, when you're riding on top of the thing. That might be my my little my little complaint is I just beat that board and then I played the mini. So I went back to play the mini as, as um the, the crocodile. Wow. So once you get to this point, you have to play the, the same board you just physically beat. Well, they changed the box oh. locations and stuff like that. It's, it's the same the, layout, but the same freaking box. thing. But yeah, one box was a little bit to the left, <laughs> to the right. I was like, that to me, that I would have just been like, just do the little mini episode with the croc. That's it. And, and then and then I was it. I don't want to play the do same a sto- board twice. Do a story cinematic where you see Dingo Dial seeing Crash Bandicoot get to that part and then cut it there. Like that's what it, I would agree with. Exactly. That was that I think so far what happened two or three times? Two or three times, yeah. With the with the girl twice and yeah. with yep. with Crash. So uh, I with would say Dingo Dial once. I would say that would be my my only complaint. Yeah. That, my the frame, frame, frame rate drops. Yeah. Um the bosses. What I like about them is their patterns, and it's the same pattern, so you can learn the pattern to defeat it. I like that a lot. Uh, I don't like it that if it was RNG, it would maybe would have bothered me a little bit. The bosses I felt were adequately difficult for where you're at in the game. Like the first one where you got to jump over the things and hit the drums, the guys playing the drums. I like that. I love the one with the Dr. Burrito where he's throwing the vials of stuff and you got to, you know, oh, then like the, the last one he like hulks out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that I was- like. I think that took me like six, seven times to beat him. I beat that on my first try. Oh, wow. Boss. Yeah, wow. I actually right. didn't die once, which is which was shocking. But I think I might have cheesed it a little bit because there's a part at the end where he turns into the dinosaur and you can get the spin mask. Yeah. And I just double jumped and I stayed up in the air as long as I could and just landed on him and hit him. So I kind of cheesed yeah. it a little bit. What, what, what's funny about that when I beat him, you know, like I did that same move and I hit him. I beat him. So he went down and like 
and if the, the icon pops up in your top left, like, hey, you got a trophy. Yeah. And then I fell off the board. <laughs> but I was like, oh, shit, no, no. But yeah. it was like, it kept me going moving forward. I was like, woo. Yeah. I'll take so, it. So overall for me, the game will be in my consideration. I don't know where it falls because I haven't finished it yet, but I do plan on finishing it because it is really good. Yeah, and it's it, to me, if this will eventually be on the pick of the week, but I want to beat it first. I want to see where they go with the storyline. Mm-hmm. But it's if if you like the old Crash 1 and 2, I think this is a, is, is a must pick up. It's bigger. It's got more levels. It's got more background stuff going on. I love it's, riding the rails. That's it, super oh, fun. That, that is freaking awesome. You're jumping. You're going underneath. You're, you're super fun. You can kicking. swing. Yep. So I it's, love that. It's fun. It, it's, it is, it's fun. It's 60 bucks. Um, it's rightfully so 60 It's a bucks. brand new game as it should be. 60 bucks, you know. So uh, I'm okay with the price point. I think you get a lot of value out of it because it's a difficult platformer. They added the inverted mode. They added little like secret tapes did, that you, did you get. So. Did you play any of the inverted yet? The first besides, minute, besides the one besides the one they gave us? No. Okay. I, that's, I, I have no least, interest. I want to beat the game first. No, exactly. I want to at least beat it first and then I'll go back. But I did thought that like the lost tapes – I thought it's a great idea that it was old levels that they, the one I yeah. beat was in 96 that I guess it was too hard and they took it out. Was that the reason yeah. behind that? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I thought I read that was the case. So if that was, it was too hard. Like that one boxing, that was tough to beat. Yeah. Like that was, well, they legit. added, they, in the crash insane trilogy, there was a free piece of DLC that they added stormy ascent, which was because a level it was too hard because it was too hard. So, so I, I don't know if they, or if this was just levels that they left on the cutting room floor 96, but I thought, hey, it was a little extra nugget that they gave us, so I appreciate it. Yeah, so good game overall. We both recommend it. It has its flaws, but it's a really good 3D platformer. Really, really. Well, it's actually like a 2D platformer. It's just in 3D, but yeah. really, really good game. Uh, Nintendo, I'm sorry. Duh, what am I doing? I'm, say, so, look, I'm so look hyped Greg, up on the Walker thing. I'm Greg's taking kind of taking shit. my spot right now. Come on, I only got a couple <laughs> stories here. <laughs> Nintendo released a free demo of Pikmin 3 Deluxe that will carry your save data to the full game. And I downloaded the demo and I played it for about an hour. I've never played a Pikmin game in either, my life. Neither have I. Never. I've never been interested in a Pikmin game. Same. I watched the gameplay. It looks boring. It looks trash. I'm shocked not, to hear you that you played it. It's a free demo. Of course I'm going to play it, you know. But like I, I was not excited about the, the announcement, I'm happy for Pikmin fans because Pikmin 4 has been in development for years. Um, it's one of the last, you know, great, I put that in air, air quotes, re, Wii U games that hasn't gotten ported yet. And uh, I'm happy to say that it was really fun. Um, I don't think it's enough for me to go spend $60 on this game. But like I like I said, I've never played a Pikmin game, so I don't know the backstory. I don't know one and two. Yeah, you're jumping in on three. Like, let's see what this is about. But like, I get the concept. Pikmin are like little lemmings that follow you. You hoard them on this planet, and you make them do things for you to get obstacles out of the way, get food, get this, get that. And if there's a free demo, I'm going to play it. And I was really kind of hooked on the demo, and I was hooked on the mechanic. But like, it was a nice small chunk, and I feel like once I beat the demo – I'm satisfied. I'm good. I don't need to play this for 12 to 15 to 20 hours. Like I got my two hours. I'm happy. It's a good demo. It turned me on to at least wanting to go watch speed runs of Pikmin now that I know what the hell I'm watching. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I don't think it's enough for me to go spend 60 hours on a full game. But I am happy to, to say that the quality of life improvements, like the, the amount that the whistle blows for Pikmin fans, you know what that means. There, there is a lot. This isn't just a straight port from Wii U to Switch. 
Um, it, it does add a lot of good things to it, add some meat to the bones. So if you are a Pikmin fan and you've been waiting for Pikmin 4 patiently, there is probably enough new for you here to go dive in and get Pikmin 3 Deluxe. It comes out later this month. Nintendo did a Nintendo Treehouse Live where they showed this game off. They showed off Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which now has the whole world buzzing. Everybody's loving yeah. that game. So uh, it's exciting. I really enjoyed what I played, just not enough for me to go spend the 60 you're a better man than me. The latest round of Mortal Kombat 11 DLC fighters have been revealed. And this is where our top three for the episode is going to lie. We, uh, the, the table is empty. Outside of the 13 characters they had already announced for MK11's DLC fighter packs, we are going to go through our top three and give our wishes for who we'd love to see in a Mortal Kombat game. Now, before that, Mortal Kombat did announce that Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate is dropping November 17th, PS5, Xbox Series X, and current gen as well. So we're going nice. to get a whole heap and helping of Mortal Kombat. You're going to get Mortal Kombat 11, the base game. You're going to get the Aftermath Story DLC. You're going to get both fighters packs all for the one price tag. So good value there. If you've held off like I have on MK11, this is probably your chance to dive in. Uh, but those characters are Rain, Molina, who's finally back, and John Rambo, voiced by sly it just came out of nowhere well honestly it was data mined last week and leaked so I, this was not a shock unfortunately i mean i, I mean that that like still he looks actually voicing it like he looks didn't fantastic know that. yeah didn't like, know he, it was gonna be sly i want this can't be his first video game no i don't think so maybe he did like one of the rocky games or like a punch out or like a fight night or something i don't know i really okay, don't none's coming to mind but i was like okay Go if Rainbow can get in Mortal Kombat, anyone can get in, and that's kind of where our top three is. Like, yeah. who would you want to see? And and you know what? Like, I so for my list, I didn't pick anybody who's already in one of the older ones. Like, a Freddy I don't Kruger think or something I like don't that. think I did either. I I think that these are all brand new. Like a Kratos, whatever. I didn't I didn't go there. Yeah, I, although, I didn't include Kratos because you although, said he was in the game. He would yeah. he, if he was not in that game. He would have been in. My, he would probably be my number one. Number my number one as well. Like he's a perfect fit for Mortal Kombat. And I think for the Xbox version, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War got in. And if that's a lie, it was really heavily rumored. I'm not. I don't remember. But uh, look forward to the ultimate version of Mortal Kombat 11 coming November 17th. Now let's get in to our top three fighters we'd love to see in a Mortal Kombat game. My number three. I went with Blade. I just feel like you know considered again, I, it. I, I, I picture they, Wesley Snipes. To me, the Blades 1 and 2, 3, uh, 1 and 2 were fantastic. He's obviously a, a trained fighter. He's a vampire hybrid, human hybrid. He's got, obviously, his sword skills. We know that he could definitely do some awesome fatalities. He's got his silver stakes, his, like his ninja stars. So I feel like he would fit in perfectly in the Mortal Kombat universe. Uh, is it weird that I didn't put any Marvel characters in there because WB owns NetherRealm and that's DC? Is it oh, weird sorry, that yeah. I it will never happen. It so I, I only he was my only Marvel character that that I have. I'm just saying, like this was what we wish. So you could yeah. put Spider Man on there if you wanted to. I stayed away from that just because um, I thought of of a really good Marvel character, but I didn't put him in. I have one DC character though. So. I um nope, I don't. But I'm copping out on my third one, my number three. It's actually two fighters, but I'll let you pick. I'll give you both. Okay. And I'll let you pick because they're so similar that I, I, I didn't want to pick one or the other. So I'm going to let you pick my number three. Sweet Tooth or Pennywise? 
I mean, I feel like it would have to be Pennywise because I don't know how you would have – or you, you actually want the character Sweet Tooth. The, like, yeah, bulky he's a giant tooth. hulking fucking clown in suspenders. Like that would be – with a flaming head. He I would mean, I, I, I would – out of those two, I, I would rather have Sweet Tooth. But, I mean, I, either or is a good choice. I mean, they're both crazy as shit. And they're both clowns with, like, evil intentions. So yeah. that's why I figured, all right, they're both kind of the same thing. I didn't want two clowns on my list of three. 66% clown. I didn't want that. So I figured I'll just let Sam make the choice. Yeah. And Sweet Tooth is my first choice, so I'm happy you went that way. I added Pennywise later. So, uh, yeah, Sweet Tooth, I can like I can see the big kind of Goro, very slow moving, heavy move set, big uppercuts, big kicks, freaking face stomp, curb stomp your face off. Like I can see that, you know, some fire in there with the flaming hair oh, yeah. for a yeah, fatality. You definitely need the firehead. I what I would love to see if he takes off his mask and we get to see his face for one of his fatalities. That would be pretty sick. Or that, or one of his fatalities that the ice cream truck comes out and just runs oh. you over, or something like that. Oh my you got to bring it in. You have to bring in the, the ice yeah. cream truck. Yeah, and like maybe he's like standing on top of it, like with his arms crossed, and the flaming head on the top is spinning, and you hear the music. Oh my god, like that'd be in. sick. All right, I, I like that number three. My number two, I went with V from V for Vendetta. Huh? With I, the I mask and all that stuff. Everything. I want the mask on I, again. Hmm. It's. I always found I just always found that character so interesting that we never like knew his real name. We we never we never found out who he was. Even in the comics where he in 1982 Warrior number 1 he made his first appearance. It was under Quality Comics at the time. I just thought the movie the way that he portrayed him, he was obviously an awesome fighter and maybe one of his fatalities you see his face. Maybe he's got some crazy ass burns or he's got something going on. I I just really like that character and I think it'd be pretty interesting. That's everyone, actually a really good one. Everyone likes V for Vendetta. I mean, he definitely has a cult following. So that's where I think it has a chance and also doesn't. It's because it's got a cult following, but does the gen pop mass appeal. And that's where I think my number two hurts me too. Uh, my number two is Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Huh? I it's think a, almost kind of shocking that she's not in there. I could see her being like, if you want a video game crossover character, you get a badass female with, bows and arrows like she i could picture her shooting arrows in your head for the fatality or like arching like she puts an apple on your head then shoots an arrow and it misses your head or i mean either that or it's ellie face. from last of us right oh, oh, oh my god i didn't even fucking think of that my god <laughs> how about abby like get fucking dude, abby I, dude and i thought of abby too but you said bow and arrow and i just went with you know ellie that'd be sick too so like but I, you know you have the, the hunting knife you have the survival skills you have the the grit the blood that game is not shy about being very very vulgar and violent she dies when she gets impaled in the in in uh, the tomb raider games and you see her get impaled and it, it so like there's a lot of gore and violence in those games especially oh, yeah. when you die as the character it would totally carry over and i'm talking about the lara croft now from the newer games not the original or the angelina jolie i'm talking the new lara croft badass female get me all of the Lara Croft. I could dig that. My number one, we, we so we know that the Joker was the DC character that that got re- that's in Mortal Kombat already. I believe Joker's the only DC character, correct? In this one. They did have Mortal Kombat versus the DC universe in one game for the 360 and PS3. But for this one, is Spawn DC or he's his own thing, right? Well, well, Spawn is Image. McFarlane, right? Im- image, image Comics, yeah. Image, Image. So yeah, then, then Joker would be the only DC. So my number one, I went with Lobo. The main man. 
I just feel like he's so violent. He's the last Zarnian. He blew up his entire planet, so he's the last one of his kind. He's ruthless. He's got his chains. You, you could even implement his dolphins or his dogs into a fatality. Like he's he could beat the shit out of Superman. So it's like to me, I think he would his grittiness and just how just how he is now. I don't know who you get him the voice. Shit, bring back Brad Garrett from Superman Adventures. I'm fine with that. I just think Lobo could definitely bring something fun to Mortal Kombat. You're going to laugh at my number one, but it's my number one for a reason. I want you to think of Johnny Cage's personality. Okay. Right? And that's where I drew the inspiration from having this character. I'm talking about Deadpool. Mike Lowry. Mike want, Lowry. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I want Mike Lowry. And I was thinking about like, and, uh, oh God, who the hell does Martin Lawrence play? I can't remember his character's name, but like, Mike? you could, is it Mike? No, no, Mike, no, no Mike Lowry and, Ma- um, oh my God, what the I can't, hell? I can't think of it. Hold on, I'll look, I'll look. You, you keep going. I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah. So I, I was thinking Mike Lowry, he's got the sunglasses on, you know, he's wearing like a tank top, like a wife beater. He's got like, he's got Marcus, God damn it. Marcus, Marcus right. Burnett. That's right. Um, so like, I think Mike Lowry, you know, have a cigar in his mouth. I'm thinking Jack's mixed with striker with Johnny, with Johnny Cage's personality. Like, Maybe you bring in Martin Lawrence. Or I'm sorry. Uh, who is it again? What's his name? Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, Marcus Burnett. Burnett. And they do like a tag team fatality or something. And then they just go like bad boys for life. And they go like bad boys, bad boys. Yeah. And that's like I could. And like in the new Mortal Kombat games, before the fight starts, each character has a quick introduction where they drop a one liner and it's either funny or whatever. I could see Mike Lowry's intro one liners being the best of the series. So as crazy as it is, man, just like they've done weird shit before. I would love my I mean, hey, they brought in Rambo, so you never know. And the bad boys have gotten a video game before. I think it's on PS2. I think there was a bad boys oh, game. Oh, wow. I didn't Pretty know. Sure. I don't remember that one. Yeah, so that that is crazy as it is, is our insane top three for the week. And the last story we got in gaming, a bunch of new details about Bug Snacks has been revealed, including a release date. And it's going to be a PS5 launch title, November 12th. Oh, so, baby. So another game added to the PS5 lineup, and it's coming to PS4. So, so you're good. <laughs> if you're talking about bug snacks, you can play it on PS4, PS5, however you want. Now, they showed off about an hour and 15 minutes of gameplay the day we're recording this today. So um, I got to watch about 20 minutes of it. It's a combination of Pokemon, Pokemon Snap, and uh, like, Viva Pinata. It's like a lot of different games kind of rolled into one. Long story short, it's a first person game. You're a journalist. You go to Bug Snacks Island. I can't remember the name of it. And like, there's this bug snack. It's a pineapple that buries itself into the ground. You have to build a trap to figure out how to get it out and then take photos of it. So it's like you catch it and it becomes a part of your little team. So it's like a Pokemon mixed with a snap, mixed with like a puzzle game because you have to figure out how to build the trap. None of which speaks to me. Like, I. I know this game is like a cult following right now, and a lot of people are hyped to play Bug Snacks. I'm not one of them. Even after it drew uh, inspiration from some of my favorite games, including Pokemon Snap, there's a new Pokemon Snap coming next year. I'm just going to wait. Yeah, I, I, I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It was very whelming. Uh, it, listen, I get why people are hyped, and it's a fun, cool, hip thing. It's got a great soundtrack, a great original song. It's got a phenomenal name. Bug Snacks with an X is just great stuff. It just didn't do enough for me to hook me. So I'm going to stay away from this one. But it's cool to know that it's a PS5 launch title. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Now I'm going to be able to see it. Hopefully soon our, our listeners are going to be able to see it. Let's hit us with the CGC spotlight of the week. CGC spotlight. So I'll show you the back first. This will be tough glare, but I can see it. Little Hot Wheels. So my CGC spotlight of the week is Detective Comics 400, the origin and first appearance of Man Bat. First Robin and Batgirl mm. team-up story and the 400th anniversary issue. It's a 9.2 white pages, Frank Robbins and Denny O'Neill stories, Neil Adams, Dick Giorgano, Gil Kane, and Vince Coletta art, Neil Adams cover. It came out in June 1970. I'll just flip this so you can kind of see the cover. Hell that yeah. Just, that's just some, some Neil Man Adams Man. goodness. Man Bat, you can't see it, but he's actually to my left. For the painting I have here, this is a 9-2. There's actually nine or, or there's eight nine eights on the census, 23 nine sixes, 53 nine fours, and 54 nine twos. A total blue label graded on the CG census is 797. So when people always like will message me on Instagram saying, you know, what what would be your advice? What is your go-to number on a book? What's like the minimum grade? So obviously in 9.2, there's so there's only 50, 70, there's like 70 to 75 graded higher. So to me, if you're going to get Moon or um, Man Bat, you want to come in at at least at a 9.0, in my opinion. Because people always say, you know, or if you can't do your budget, don't, don't be afraid to start with a 6. Wait a little bit, upgrade to a 7, up to an 8. I think the first time I got that book, I think it was an 8.0. And you just slowly, you, you climb the ladder. Like I always see, you know, it's, it's it's a shame that it happens, but people will see other people's collections and they feel some sort of way, like oh, I'm I'm not good enough. But it's like you can't compare yourself to what someone else has had. You don't know how long they've been collecting. You don't know what they did to to get that book in the first place. So it's always say, just don't be afraid where you have to start. We all had to start somewhere. So I I just wanted to say that. So we got for, one. Go. I was gonna say for me, like I've been slowly getting back into collecting like base set Pokemon cards. And I'm not trying to get a PSA 10 Charizard right away. That's a hundred thousand dollars first edition. Like I'm looking for a PSA three or ungraded. Yeah. Because that's a little bit less expensive. Well, a lot. Yeah. Less it's it's funny. You said that I only have two, two Pokemon cards right Raichu? now. I have Machamp, Ra- Machamp and, and I have Dragonite both for obviously oh. Machamp's only first edition, but my Dragonite is also first edition and friend of the show, uh, Dom Dominator comics, my G he actually made me an offer on, I was like, you know what, Dom? I really like Dragonite. He's one of my favorite Pokemon. I'm going to actually send him to CGC. Now CGC has their own card division. Oh, so cool. they so they grade magic cards now and Pokemon. And I just nice. saw um, their app that they're hiring now people to do sports memorabilia. And they already made an announcement that they're working on to do Yu-Gi-Oh! next. So it's like CGC just expanding their platform, which is smart right now because the the price for Pokemon cards are ridiculous. Yeah, I was I, I was thinking Burnett or uh, PSA were the only two for Pokemon cards. So it's nice to know that CGC is getting into that game. I mean, I, I think you know the, they now they grade posters, like concert posters, stuff like that. So it's like they're they're really just honing the market of everything as they should be. If, if your company that big, the only thing they don't do is video games. Wada Games has that. You know, I know I think PSA does or no VGA does uh, games, I believe also. But I'll stick with Wada to games. But back to Detective Comics 400, we have one story, Challenge of the Man Bat. Zoologist Kirk, Kirk Langstrom is working late in the Gotham Natural History Museum, putting together a bat, hab, a bat habitat when his boss Wilkins walks in and he greets, you know, tells Langstrom, I'm leaving for the night. 
So now Lang- Langstrom can actually pursue his true interest is perfecting a serum that can endow people with enhanced auditory abilities via a specialized bat gland extract. And he tries the serum on himself and turns him into man bat. And it's up to, to Batman and Robin to uh, take him down. He's, I don't know. I don't know how people a lot of feel like a man bat, whether he's just like, ah, he's just like a, a throwaway villain. I really like man bat. I, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first episode of Batman animated series uh-huh. on leathery wings. I think that's what it was called. And I think he's the very first episode. Um, I, I really like the character Kirk Langstrom. I know now that in the comics that, He's in like Justice League Dark and he's kind of a good guy rather than being a bad guy in the animated series. So he just a book that I always liked and um, I I love it. Detective Comics 400. That was it. Our Squawker debut. Now I have to go get the episode sent to me and then still edit it the way I normally do. But it's nice to know that I can see you now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And, and, and let us know that. Like if, if you hear that the audio quality, I'm sure it, it is better than the phone. I just just let us know that you give us some feedback that that audio is better, it was worse. You just just tell us something. Yeah, and you know, listen, we love doing this show, but we do it ultimately not for ourselves, for you. And if there's something you'd like to see, let us know. We can't accommodate everything, but we'd love to hear all the feedback because I'm sure you all have ideas that we haven't thought of. So this is our Squawker debut. We're going to be back next week doing it. Now our interviews are going to be back to doing it over the phone because that's just quite frankly how it kind of has to be. We, right now. we, yeah. we've had audio and, and technical difficulties setting up Squawker. The last thing we need is our guest having that. So we'll just kind of go the easy route for that. But yeah, we got to mass. We have to master this first. We're, we're, we, we're getting there. We're this getting is there. W- week one of hopefully many uh, until we get a vaccine and we can be back together. So, yes. all right, everybody, uh, that was episode 206. We will see you next week for episode 207. Aburuka. <laughs>